welcome to Geekscape. This is your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast where we talk about the latest news and reviews in those worlds. I'm Jonathan London, and every week I am joined by a, a special guest who has insight into, uh, you know, the, the geek world, right? Yeah. We don't we don't review just any movies, video games, and comic books. We, we review the geeky ones. Sure. You know? yeah. Otherwise, we'd be talking about like. What like um, Norbit? Nor oh, we did talk about Norbit. Yeah. Oh shit, I hate yeah. my life. So oh, suck no. my Fuck balls. Fuck you guys. But I was gonna be like, oh, Pride and Prejudice. We don't talk <laughs> about that here. You know? Yeah, yeah. Jane Austen is Jane totally Austin, off We don't talk about that here. So my guest this week is uh, Juan Manuel Rocha. He is uh, the regular host of Comics on Comics. Those of you guys who enjoy that show, it was only a matter of time before we combined forces. Yeah, but straight Marvel team up style. You actually had uh, me on a guest as a guest on the show. Uh, the show's coming out, so stay tuned to comics. Yeah, on it'll, comics for it'll, that one. it'll come out uh, eventually. But uh, you were a guest on the show with Jonathan Hickman that we did in Winnetka at Collectors Paradise. I like that store a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great store. Um, Ed, who runs it, um, is a, a great proprietor. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, all the shows that we've shot at, um, all the, the owners of all the shops in L.A., they've just been super nice to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's really awesome. Uh, so, yeah, no, we had Jonathan Lent, uh, Hickman on, and that was his first time uh, sh- coming to Los Angeles, and that was his first signing. He's the guy I told you guys about who wrote... The Weekly News and uh, Pax the Romano. News. The, the Nightly News, right. The nightly news. And then Pax Romano. And then he's the current writer of Fantastic Four. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun show. Uh-huh. And then um, the shows that we taped after that, we shot at the Long Beach Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And we asked you to guest host that one. Which we, I was honored by. Thank you. Well, no, I mean, you, you did really well. and um, Butter my ass. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on your show now. God knows I do. <laughs> yeah, get, <laughs> Brian, that, that would be Brian Gilmore over here. Uh camera left of you guys and uh and he's here helping us out uh <laughs> taping the show and throwing in his asides which you have come to know as lovingly annoying good times we love you sniffles <laughs> and uh yeah that was a lot of fun it, it was um we had uh, jimmy palmiotti and amanda connor on that show uh that was the first show that we did at an actual convention mm-hmm. um and it, it did really well uh and then you know uh, then there was the, the Long Beach Convention that whole weekend, right. and then that Sunday we shot another show at the West Hollywood Book Fair, and that we had John Rogers who wrote uh, Blue Beetle, and we had uh, Gary Conway who created The Punisher. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and? <coughs> what and oh, oh yeah, and he, 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 uh, he had something to do with uh, Gwen Stacy's death. Oh, that's right. He's the yeah. man who killed Gwen Stacy. You guys know that we were at the uh, West Hollywood Book Fair because you just saw the mini Geek Skate pod from this past week. Where we interviewed Brian Lee O'Malley and um, uh, Josh Dysart, super cool guy. Dude, jo- Josh Dysart was on the very first episode we taped. Oh, episode, for real? Episode zero has Josh Dysart, and you know he he helped you know set the tone for uh-huh. what the show is today. Super nice guy. He he is great. Um, and if you if you watch that episode, um, just wait wait toward the end. Where you know we're we're talking about uh, his stuff, and then we give him a lot of shit because he wrote the Avril Lavigne comic. We also oh, gave him. We shit also about gave that. him shit for that. And yes. He turned it on us. He said, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm proud of that book." Hell yeah! No, dude. He he was like he 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 was like, dude. You know what? I I admit I did it, and and fine. I I, I will defend myself. So on that episode, you know, he he literally by the time he was done, I wanted to read it. You know, I think I, same here. Both, both volume, like, uh, dude, the way that man speaks, now, and it's like, you now know, did you go on to read it? Did I go on to read it? I read um, part of the first volume. Wait, what happened? I, I you know, I uh, was standing in the store when I saw it, and I oh, didn't, you I didn't, didn't purchase it. Oh, I, I, I have oh. yet to. Purchase. This isn't a library, kid. I, exactly. Um, you know, and they didn't have the second volume. Uh, oh, yeah. So I didn't want to buy the first, and other, you know, because then it's like I'll never buy the second. Uh, so because you have to get the whole Avril Lavigne saga. It, well, the way the way Josh Dice are, you know told the story, you <laughs> do have to wa- read the whole thing because I, I imagine the ending is amazing. Well, if you guys watched uh, last week's Geekscape Pod, you guys know that uh, they, that we implored you uh, heavily to go buy those two issues of the Avril Lavigne book. Seriously, yeah. I mean, I don't know what he said on that interview, but it it is. <laughs> he it has sounds a way. He has a way great. about yeah. selling it. I mean, you guys go ahead and read it. Tell us what you think. I I, I know a couple Geekscape audience members who I think 
would go and uh, and pick that up, Jiminy in the in New Zealand. I'm talking about you, James Harrigy. Talking about you. Um, so guys, we went and saw some movies. Uh, a little late on this review, but Zombieland came out, and um, I was looking forward to this movie. It's got who, who's in this? Who's in you this? Got Emma Stone, Emma Woody, Stone Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, and Jesse Eisenberg, aka uh, Michael Sarah Light. What about this? Uh, what about this little Miss Sunshine girl? She's in it too. Oh yeah, Abigail something. Breslin. Abigail Breslin. And 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 now help me set the tone for this, uh, Gilmore. It is uh, the the uh, a zombie apocalypse has taken out at least the United States within the course of a few weeks, and uh, we see Jesse Eisenberg. We, we meet him, and he has these strict rules that he keeps in order to survive the uh, the zombie apocalypse. You have to keep cardio, you know, health. You always always double tap when you shoot and kill a zombie. Make sure make sure that you ensure the kill. Ensure the kill. Uh, check the back seat. All sorts of things uh, that you have to do to ensure your survival. And when we meet his character, um, who we don't know other than. Uh, his name is um, Columbus because he wants to go to Columbus, Ohio, from where he was going to school in Austin, and see if his family survived. On the road there, he meets Woody Harrelson's character, who they know is Tallahassee because that's where he's headed. And the two of them make this sort of uneasy uh, working relationship in order to survive the road. Uh, and that is when they run afoul of these two girls who are also survivalists. And. Um, they, they have to make this uneasy partnership, right? At the end of the day, the girls are calling the shots. They want to make it out west to L.A. and go to Zombieland uh, so that the little girl, Abigail Breslin's character, can relive a bit of her youth. Am yeah. I getting this all uh, right? They, they, Zombieland is what they call where they live. Oh, they want to go to like this... They go to uh, like a pseudo-Disneyland magic that's right. mountain. That's right. Like, yeah, like a world fun <laughs> Right, so Zombieland is, is, is what they're... Is the, the the shit they're stuck in, right? Yeah, that's what they call it. That's what they call it. So, surviving Zombieland, he's got this strict code, and in uh, the movie, just kind of r- runs like a road trip for a bit as they get to know each other. Um, the movie is a lot of fun for those of you guys who have not seen it and want to go see it. The movie is a lot of fun. Don't want to ruin too many things about it, but uh, there's a great cameo in it which you may or may not have heard about. And that cameo went through like twenty actors saying no. At one hmm. point, it really? Was, at do, one, you, do you have a list wow. of any? Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Really? Uh, it, Patrick Swayze. Oh. I, I heard. I heard what they were going to do with Patrick Swayze if had he been That's able right. to do it, and it sounds hilarious. And what the actual cameo was, you know, from what I hear, is you know makes the movie. It. it uh, the, I think the movie's made regardless, but uh, that was actually a lot of fun to watch. The cameo was unbelievable. It was probably the best cameo ever. That being said, it's not a surprise that there's a cameo in it. I do think actually that the movie just kind of stops for a bit there, and it has a whole lot of momentum going into it. Of course, with a zombie movie and a chase movie like that, uh, like a survival movie like that, how can you not have momentum? But uh, but yeah, I, I felt like that as as great as that cameo was, I wanted the movie to keep kicking, and luckily the end sequence is a lot of fun too. So. That's the description I've been getting from a lot of people who've seen Zombieland. It was a lot of fun. You yourself gave that description, Gilmore. It was a blast. It was a blast. It was the funnest movie I've seen all year. He even jumps the rules of the English language and makes up his own words. Funnest word. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Funnest should be a word. We're adults. The English language is a liquid thing that is constantly evolving. Right, we've and added shit like yada yada yada. Yeah, no, I mean, and there, there are, you know, the we can use the sixty-four karat alphabet um, mm-hmm. that the Invisibles used, and you know, we're not making up words; we're just using <laughs> words with letters that people don't understand. There you go. Or so comic that's, books that people you know, don't understand. Comic, well, I, you know, some people can't understand the Invisibles. I don't understand why. I mean, I think it's very straightforward and linear, um, and uh, it's good times. Are comic books your favorite medium? Are comic books my favorite media? Because you also watch TV, you watch film. You I, I watch. Games, I watch some um, some television. I don't actually own a television. Um, I watch most of my television now through Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if it's not on Hulu, I probably won't watch it. So it's not on, uh, if, it's, if it's not on Fox or NBC, you don't watch it. 
pretty. They've well, got movies on there. No, yeah, they've got they've got they've got movies, and they've got um, you know, like I had no idea that uh, Bill Cosby did a show like in the '60s where he's a high school like gym teacher. Oh yeah, I yeah. Didn't know it. It was, yeah, it's called the Cosby Show, um, and I you know I, you can watch things like that. You can watch McHale's Navy. You can watch. There's all kinds of crazy things you can watch on Hulu. Um, you know, and uh, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. That's my instant play rule. The, there are many things. It's on instant play. You can watch it. You can't. It's there. But that's how you get called out on the Geekscape forum for, for having <laughs> for, watching, for the... watching a season four of Heroes episode. No one should still be watching that show. Anymore. I wanted to check back on it. I I have not seen it this season. But you watched all of season three. I watched all of season three. See, that's worse. I didn't watch any season three. Season two was dick. Yeah, well, you know, with with heroes, there's explain yourself, good sir. Okay, I guess I have to justify the fact that I watched season three. Well, you know, there wasn't much else on, um, and there was always this hope Go that that your life, that, what that, outside your doors. Well, I mean, the I, the, waiting there's for you to embrace yeah, it like well, a lover. Yeah, well, you know, fuck life. You know, <laughs> again, embrace it like a lover. So that is so that is the excuse anyone has for watching Hero season three is fuck life. Nothing else. Fuck nothing else to do. That's no, your justification. No, yeah, yes. I gave up on that shit. No, you know, and th- there were there were there were good good moments. Um, you know, and and the thing is that you're an you, abused housewife. I, I I do have battered wife syndrome with with it, heroes. It's not always mean to me. No. We have our tender moments. <laughs> You know, so, there. So, sometimes there. before he bounces a frying pan <laughs> yeah. off your head. Sometimes hero tells me it loves me after it beats me so hard. But um, am I wrong? Is it not akin to that sort of relationship? It, you know, it, it's one of those things where where it was you know it was great the first season, and you know you're watching it, and sometimes people just d- drift apart. You know, they 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 drift apart from what made that show great. I'm sure. You know, once in it that started, part, the, in, in season two, they literally drifted the characters apart. Th- they did, and you know, they like, strand. What did we work for all this you know, time? And, and also, they take a girl into the future and then leave her there. Isn't that fucked up? You I, know, I, I, I or did that happen in season three? I think that if happened. It, if in it, season it happened three. in season three, I don't even know. The yeah. fact that you don't know is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, like, like you can't you can't tell. You're disconnected. Um, it's like a bad relation. It's like starts out really good, and then you just watch it because of habit. Like, yeah. Did I, did I pay for dinner that time? Whose turn is it? <clears throat> and it, it's crazy. When I when I sex. when I got into Heroes, it was it you know I had to sit down and watch like the first five episodes. But after those first five episodes, I was hooked. Uh, like the 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 first couple episodes, I'm like, eh. but you know it, it just it just hooked you, and um, you know that it was great for a moment. And it yes. was and you know that first season was great not because of the entire thing, but because it had its moments. Mm-hmm. It had those cliffhangers. You're like, oh my god, what the fuck. Uh, and you're always hoping for that, and unfortunately, those those cliffhanger moments happen at the end, and you're like watching. And I was like, okay, lame, 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 lame. Hopefully, you'll be cool. No, fuck. Gilmore is you it know. one of those moments three that years, you were searching for? You dumped that girl. What's that? <laughs> was, was it was it um, one of those moments you were hoping to find when you went back to watch Heroes? Well, because uh, Ian Kerner had endorsed it when he came on the show, saying that Brian Fuller had been had some hand in it. Yeah. So he dropped in. Watched, he dropped in for like a weekend. Yeah. So I hadn't watched it at all uh, since then. So I'm like, all right, let's see where it is. Fresh start, instant play. Fuck life. I turn it on, and there's some weird compass shit going on. Gilmore, and... do you say fuck life a lot? <laughs> That's my mantra when I wake up. <laughs> uh, I gotta go through this shit again. <laughs> no, see, I think I think one of the main problems with heroes is that they didn't they didn't pick a storyline and run with it. They just kept like throwing shit up against the wall to see what right. stuck, and it, you just you can't make a show like that. Mm-hmm. And you can't. I, I don't think that you can start off with a plan, you know, especially for a television show that's going to be you know twenty some odd episodes, and then as you're going through, keep on changing it. Right. Because you know, if you have an actor who believes that his character is going to do one thing, he's going to act as if that's what's going to happen. But if some somehow halfway through you completely change his storyline, well then what he did before. You know, just break apart. It, right. it, exactly. Um, so you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, since this character did this for these episodes, okay, this is his storyline, this is what he's going to do. And then when he does something completely different, you're like, oh, okay, how? What the how fuck just happened? Exactly. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of that has been happening with heroes as opposed to, dude, that's awesome, that's great. You know, 
in that first season when Hero comes from the future, yes. you're like, oh my god, that's fucking awesome. He's got a ponytail. He's got his little he's soul patch. He, he's speaking that was perfect cool. things. Yeah, it was. And you're we're like, dude, I can't wait for them to touch upon this. I can't wait. You know, it's like, dude, it's gonna be great towards the end. It's gonna be in the future. It's gonna be awesome. And that's it. He's the future hero is and never their shown. Days of Future Past episode was amazing. Remember the episode that was Days of Future Past style where they were actually in the future? Yeah, no, and that's when they leave his girlfriend. Right. That's when, when fucking Petrelli leaves his girl. Yeah, when it's everyone's like, all sub-zeroed out and like, yeah. Yeah, no, you know, like, there's, there's, yeah, no, there was, yeah, well, you know. It's alright, guy. We're here. That's why you're here. I, you know, and, and, and I wish it was better. I, you know, I want to, I want to know that season four is this great, awesome thing. But it's a step up. Yeah, but, you know. It's, it, but it's still like... Not even the same. Yeah, so, it's like you're still underwater. It's like, that's fine. You know, you're still like, oh, you're now a foot higher. That's great. You're still drowning. So tell us a little bit about your show. This Comics on Comics. What was the impetus for putting this together? Comics on Comics. Well, um, I worked at Barnes & Noble. And uh-huh. I helped run the newsstand at the Grove. And uh, Barnes & Noble at the Grove is the largest bookstore on the West Coast. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So um, the, uh, you know, part of my job was to, you know, put out the magazines and all that fun stuff. Um... So I was flipping through. They carry through. jerk rags there. Uh, did I what? They carry jerk rags. They did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Bar- Barnes and Noble does. Um, I used to go in there to because ha- I had to pee and I was at the Grove. Right. Right. No, but apparently you can't have them on the floor if they're open. Right. There, there are a lot of what rules. What's the jerk rag rule? The, there are a lot of rules that 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 pertain to that. Rule number one. Um, but unfortunately, you know, when you work for a big corporation that is constantly. Um, letting people go and hiring new faces just because it's cheaper. Um, all those people aren't aware of these rules, and there are many times where you know someone could have walked in and sued Barnes and Noble um, mm. just because people will put magazines we out. Get, we got to get on that. You know, yeah. sure. Well, you know, if you can come across as a you know uh, uh, feisty old lady who's like, oh my god, I've seen breasts. You're like, uh, wow. well, yeah, that's that's Arena magazine. I haven't seen Wolverine in decades. <laughs> I know. It's like my. So those are the rules. You can't show like f- full free female. Well, no, I mean, the, the thing is, they have to be in bags, you right. know, and they have to be out of reach out of children. Well, if someone goes in, picks one up off the off the thing, they'll just put it down anywhere. So you always have to be vi- vigilant, you know. And then of course, when you're cleaning out the restrooms with all the merchandise, and you see those magazines. Those Wait, get out of here! No, you yeah. were do you would go into the restroom and find people who had smuggled the jerk mags in there and, and just left it there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Th- th- yeah they, they, all those <laughs> a- any magazine I'd ever find in the bathroom immediately would get tossed. Yeah. You, ta- you can't. Yeah, just yeah, put those I, back I on would the shelf. personally, I would not feel comfortable Could you doing that. Yeah. But but you're not working in Barnes and Noble anymore. You, no. Someone new could totally be putting those back on the y- shelf. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, the re-jerk. Yeah. You may have the jerk mag at home, not knowing that you were actually. Yeah. So when you buy your porn, make sure it's, it's bagged. But anyways, that's oh. not the point of the story. Um, oh yeah. You know, that's so, just what we focus. Uh, on. Yeah. yeah. Right. So anyways, you know, part of my job was to to uh, flip through all these magazines to basically know what's in them. Right. Because uh, you know, li- living in Los Angeles. There'd be something on NPR, then a, a production company would call and be like, we need 20 copies of this. Right. You know, so I would go in and, you know, and it's usually like four or five different titles. So I would pull, you know, five copies, and then, you know, I would, if I know off the top of my head, then it's so much easier. Yeah. Um, because you know an executive somewhere is like, oh, get me a copy of this, not knowing anything. Right. And of course that ignorance just passes down uh, to the retail level. So anyways, um, I was flipping through a copy of Wizard, uh-huh. or not Wizard, uh, Wired Magazine. Okay. Um, and, you know, on the cover it was like uh, comics podcasting And, you know, I listened to about 100 hours of podcasting a week Still? Uh, no oh, I mean, th- yeah. this was before I started doing my show Yeah, yeah, uh, Then I started doing my show and I literally like, you, don't, I, you don't do, you don't listen anymore I, I don't know if I'm I awake can't. for 100 hours a week Yeah, no <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I, I just love podcasting uh-huh. You know, I thought it was a great medium um, So I, I would listen to about 100, uh, 100 hours a week so I, I, I downloaded, you know, I was up to about 120 different podcasts from, you know, one minute to, to an hour, like, wow. like your show. Um, and there were some that I downloaded that were a couple hours long. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So, but anyways, it's about 24 hours because that's about as right. much as would fit on my, on my memory card on my PSP. Okay. Um, so anyways, I was flipping through comic podcasting. And, you know, of course, once you li- when you listen to that much, you're always going to be slightly behind on everything. So I was, I was about, you know, a couple, three, four weeks behind on my comic podcasts. So I thought that 
these people had had gone to these podcasts, interviewed them, put them in the magazine, and they hadn't said anything. So I was like super excited. I was like, "Oh, dude, it's great! I'm gonna I'm gonna read about CGS. I'm gonna read about ISR. It's gonna be great." Uh, and then I flipped through the magazine really quickly, and I didn't see anything. I was like, "Well, it's gonna be you know comic booky, you know fonts and stuff like that. It'll pop out." I flipped through it, didn't find anything. I was like, "Well, that's that's weird." So I go to the table of contents, and I see where it is. I go, I flip through it. And I see a picture of Ricky Gervais. Okay. I was like, oh, oh man. comic podcast. Yeah, I was like, oh, comic uh, podcast. So they're talking about comedians, and in that article, they're talking about, uh, and it's not really an article, it's more like a, a quick interview. You know, they basically said that Ricky Gervais has made over a million dollars from his podcast, because like each one gets downloaded like a million times. Sure. He charges for his podcast. I was like, wow, that's, that's great, except there's no comic podcast. I mean, it's not comic books. And then literally, the name came into my head, mm. you know, because I was like, well, geez, a lot of people confuse the word comic with comedians and comic books. And then the title, Comics on Comics, just popped into my head. Um, at that point, so the title came first. And then what the show was going to be, well, that was the part we, we developed and, and created. Um, originally, it was going to be a weekly show. It was going <laughs> to have, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, happens. yeah, it was going to be a weekly show. And no it was, one can keep that up. yeah, no, seriously, yeah, we couldn't even start it. Um, but it was going to be uh, ha- about 15 minutes of of uh, news, 15 minutes of interviews, and then a half an hour of of discussion. Um, as we were creating the show, we realized that the hardest part was going to be the discussion part. Right. So that was going to be the part that we were going to concentrate the most because the news, all that, we can write it, you know, yeah. the, the day before yeah, and then put it on. Wikipedia. Yeah, um, and then uh, you know develop, and then of course my plan was because you know I was like, okay, well this is my idea. Who's going to want to help me on this? Probably no one. No one. So I'm going to have to do this by myself. <laughs> you know. So I from from when we actually started thinking of of putting the show together because this was like a year after I had the idea for the name, uh, just because you know life gets in the way. Um, heroes. Heroes again, yeah. Why develop a show when you can watch Heroes? Um, so, uh, yeah, it was like a year later. We started putting the show together and we realized, okay, this is the hardest part. Let's just do this. Right. So, um, you know, the first episode, zero and a half, we're, we were in a theater. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what we were doing. You know, we were basically kids playing show. Um, so we literally, you know, like the Acme Theater where we shot it, yeah, they, it it's uh, probably the most technologically advanced 99-seat theater in the United States. And that gave us, you know, so when we rented the theater, we had five cameras. Uh-huh. There was a camera in the green room. Um, you know, there are screens on the stage. So at that point, we're like, okay, uh, what, what kind of pictures we're going to have uh, going through and stuff like that. Um, you know, we asked Josh Dysart. Um, We asked him and Mike Mignola to be on the show. Uh, Mike Mignola said no. Josh said yes. Um, So so Josh came on, um, and he was great. Uh, We have one of the guys. There are four people who do the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Myself, uh, Vito Lapicola. I like him. Um, uh, Then we brought in um, uh, Milo Pop. Yeah, Uh, I like him too. He's the technical guy. And then we brought in uh, Blair Marnell. Uh, He's okay. You know, and and if I ever see him again, yeah, I mean, we all have have our, our our strengths, and the show is done because of the four of us. Right. You know, like we each do a quarter of the work, and you know, we all have our specialties, and you know, it is because of us four that the show exists. Um, so you know, we're putting the show together. Uh, we invite like I think we had six people come to our first taping. Oh, um, and you know it was like eight dollars t- or ten dollars a ticket because oh, it came came with it. Yeah, you had to pay because oh, wow. we because we rented a theater. Yeah, you rented a theater, and uh, you know, and then uh, and it was like a two drink minimum. Yeah, you know, Time things to like that. The business model. After. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, we realized that we can't continue to spend the money, no. uh, especially on a weekly basis, uh, when there are very little people coming in. Yes. So at that point, we decided, okay, um, it would probably be best if we found locations. And at that point, we started shooting. In comic book shops It's great And that is what We've been doing Ever since um, You know We'll see what happens In the future But uh, but yeah So that's you know, And you guys now, now Just put them up regularly Yeah you know? yeah. We've, we, we've shot um, About 22 uh, You shot episode 22 Oh okay. uh, And then episode 23 Was the one uh, At uh, the West Hollywood Book Fair I wasn't the first Guest host though Was I? No no Well we, there were The thing with the host Is we had someone In the very beginning 
And, you know, no, like, I was never the kind of person. One of the things when I went to Vito and I was like, okay, all right, we're actually going to do this now. One of the things I said to him was, I absolutely, positively do not want to be in front of the camera. You're good, though. Well, well, thank you, but I, 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 I even still, I, I still don't, you know, like, I get all nervous in front of the camera and stuff like that. And, yeah, no, it's, I was like, I didn't want any of that. Are you nervous now? Um, well, now that you're, you know, controlling my <laughs> knee, uh, no, but, uh, but no, I mean, it, it's, so yeah, didn't want to be, and then the, the first interview I ever did was, uh, Rob Schraub. Yeah, I like Rob a lot. Um, hey. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was actually the third interview we ever did, and that was the first one I ever did. Um, so if you if you watch that that episode or, or that that interview, it's on 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 YouTube right now. Uh, I'm I'm just like oh my god, <laughs> um, and and real, literally like the night before, I spent you know instead of like studying and, and and you know preparing, I just spent the whole night you know doing raids in Warcraft. Oh man. Um, I like that game yeah. stuff. No, nice. yeah. So, guys, uh, you can find all that stuff at Comics on Comics. You guys have gone to a regular schedule now. Uh, regular ish, yes. Comics yeah. on Comics.com. You can uh, see it in front of your, thank you, Gilmore, but you yeah. see it on the bottom of the screen. Uh, also, you know, uh, our YouTube, uh, you know, nice. backslash Comics on Comics. Go fuck the audio listeners. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean that. Come back. I didn't mean that. Most of the I, ones that we actually meet that come up to you and come up to uh, audio. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. They exist. Because the video listeners are like, man, those motherfuckers are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys, uh, let's see. You went and saw Good Hair, the the documentary I on did. African American hair. Yeah. What, what is this? Yeah. Um, I had not even heard of this movie. Yeah, no, it's it's this great documentary that Chris Rock uh, put together, um, and you know, again, not being a black woman, um, I did not know. Anymore. I, I, yeah, I know it's it's crazy. I, I I used to be a black woman in a past life, but I had forgotten all the things that women that they have to go through for their hair. Just just, just it's crazy, you know. The, I mean, they they basically put acid in their hair to strip away the proteins to make their hair all nice and wavy. Either that, or they they apparently there's this temple in India mm. where people go like twice. <laughs> Like like twice in a lifetime, they go and they get their head shaved ritually. Get the fuck out of here! What? Yeah, it's crazy. Like Avatar: The Air, Last Airbender. Sure. I you just know. imagine like just some black, some everyday black woman, slightly heavy set, sitting like cross-legged with a bunch of monks just to get her hair done. Well, no. <laughs> well, well, this this is uh, this is how they get their hair. So people basically sacrifice their hair to the gods. Uh-huh. At which point, this temple then turns around and sells it to vendors. And then they go through, they clean the hair, you know, make sure it's all whatever. And then they, they're the ones who, who, who sew it together. But, so when you go and you see a shop that says 100% human hair, it's basically Indian hair from India. Holy shit. Yeah, no, and apparently, like, you can make a shit ton of money in this business. Wait, so that's, that's, that's what weaves are? Y- Every yes. time it's like, oh, she got a nasty weave. Yes. It's like, that's a fucking human human hair. Human hair from India, yeah. That's badass. Yeah, and, and apparently this temple... Um, m- m- uh, the, how much money they make from selling the hair is second only to the amount of money the Vatican takes in. Holy, Holy crap! Shit. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, no, I know, and 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 I, I, this dude, is a you fascinating magazine there in the Barnes and Nobles. You should have gone into that, dude. Well, I Making mean, you a know, comic book podcast? Are you high? I'll tell you right now. In episode 140 of Geekscape, you're high. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, but but the the thing is, uh, it, it's crazy how what they have to do. You know, and the movie was for, good. The movie was great yeah. because you know it's Chris Rock and he's just going through, and it's not like he's sitting there telling jokes. He's you know he's Barely. like as, basically it starts off with saying, "Hey, I have two daughters. What am I going to tell them as they grow up?" You know, and then it goes through like you know the history of of of, of this, and it's it's great, and it's a great document. It's like black women's hair. Who would care? Well, no, this is this is awesome. It's it's crazy. And you, I mean, you do you spend some time on your hair. You've got the long ponytail. You've got the well, mustache. You yeah, the, I mean, well, I mean, mean, you know, it's just combing your hair. You know, and it, it's a ponytail, so it's not like I have to do anything other than comb my hair, put it in a, in you know in a tail. But believe it or not, fine. folks, this is interesting. Uh, Juan told me today that in a month, he uh, it, it, let's knock on wood here that that the diagnosis comes in positive. Uh, knock on wood wherever you are. Uh, Juan will be if he gets the proper diagnosis. If, if it all comes back clean, 
five year five years completely cancer free. Cancer free. Five cancer years. free. Yeah. Juan told me earlier. Did you know that Juan Juan is a cancer survivor? Well, not yet. I haven't. Not, well, hey, you hey, know, hey, not hey, yet. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We but, should throw him a party or something. No, no. Like but that. for like, no. I, I, I've known some cancer survivors actually. Well, we life. had Tyson uh, in yeah. uh, in in Canada. You have great hair. He's got great hair, <laughs> but he had to go through chemo. And no, I know that's yeah. why. Yeah. Like I, some people's come in, some, in, t- comes in, back either thinner. Or, or more right. full. Yeah, like I, someone that I know is like, it's the best thing that What if it came out hair. red or, and you were like, I, I, Luther? The, 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 the doctor did tell me that there is a possibility that the cancer or may, or like the chemo may change their hair color. Wow. So I had, I had to be prepared just in case I came out blonde or something. And you, you know, now you got testicular cancer. Yes. What did that feel like? Like, were you jerking off? Like, like how did no, you okay. discover that? Well, I, I mean... Well, this is, I mean, there's there's a whole long story. <laughs> let me tell you. No, I love how Leah's laughing in the no, background. T- t- two weekends ago, we were at a church for uh, L- uh, Laura's niece's wedding, and there was a picture of Christ with, like, a glow in one hand, and he was like this. And I was like, I was like, Jesus is giving himself a mammary exam. <laughs> and, 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 and it was like a piece of artwork in the church, and Laura's like, this is why you don't go to church. <laughs> uh, right, that's why. But So what What were you doing? What What is this? For those of okay. you who don't yeah, regular do test, you, how do you do this? How yeah. do you know that you have nut cancer? Okay, well, <clears throat> uh, I was living in San Francisco at the time. Right. So Your boyfriend told you. Uh, oh, okay. cl- close. It's okay. Some uh, stranger told you. Tastes funny all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, actually, oh, so so working at Barnes and Noble in San Francisco, um, there were just you know I do I did have a lot of gay friends. So when they're like, hey, let's go out to a club. Well, I'm going to I'll go out to a gay club. I've sure. got no problem. I know I'm straight. Yeah. I don't care that other people are gay. Sure. So it's fine. So yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah. So there there I am. <laughs> um, so there I am with my friends at a gay club, and you know the night winds up. We leave, and literally I, I walk to the corner. And as I'm going to cross the street, one night my foot touches the ground, I literally feel as if I have blue balls. I was like, For oh. being in the gay club. Yeah. So first thing that popped into my head, oh my God, am I gay? Well, are you serious? <laughs> I swear to God. Like, I, I was like, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm in a gay club. But you, you weren't aroused. I was not aroused. And no po- were not aroused. At no point did I look around and be like, dude, that guy's hot. Yeah, no. You just knew some, something had to come but, out. But I, I was like, you know, yes, there were lesbians in the club. But, but but you know I was like you weren't aroused. No, you were day, not you aroused. I, I was not aroused. Like, I'm so aroused. How do you, what's this blue balls? Exactly. Felt so, the pain. So I felt the pain of blue balls, and I was like, okay, what if I'm gay? And I was like, I don't know it, <laughs> but if my body is aroused by looking at these dudes, then you know there's some you know I, I maybe I'm gay. So what you're telling us or is it, what you're telling us is that homosexuality is a cancer. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that you know. Before you decide, get <laughs> yourself checked out. So, so, so you, so, you, so you, immediately, you, you immediately went to the doctor. I didn't. You didn't? Uh, no. So basically what happens is, is um, I am, actually. Um, so what happens is I, I begin to feel the, the, uh, the blue balls. I was like, okay, that's weird. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, there's really nothing you can do to get rid of blue balls. It's just time. There's, the, you know. So you just sit. I was like, okay, so I go home and, you know. You can't uh, rub it out? You you can't no. Okay. Um, so I've never heard of this. Yeah. I thought blue balls was just I need to I Rub need to out. unload some. Yeah no it's it's weird juices. you know yeah no I mean it's yeah no the the thing is that because you get aroused to a certain point and then nothing happens mm-hmm. so it's just a lot of pain and there's nothing you can do to get rid of oh. even you know oh. even because you know once you have you know with when you're with your lady oh. and she gives you blue balls and then oh. like an hour later you know it doesn't matter pain so anyways um, yeah. So I wake up the next morning and it's still there. Are they bigger? Are they like elephant size? Well, the the thing is that you know, again, it's not like you, you know when I a take a shower. To walk around? Well, it's not like when I take a shower, I'm sitting there <laughs> looking. Although you know, I'll tell you this: uh, a testicle is about this size, right? Okay. Okay. When I discovered that I had it, it was about that big. Get oh the my fuck out of here! Yeah. No, no, no. Just no. the nut. Oh. Just, just, just the cancer nut. Just, just the cancer. It was like that yeah. big. And, and then when it was removed. It's about that big. Get oh the my god. fuck out of here. Yeah. What pants were you wearing? Oh my yeah, god. No, I know. You're so, wearing hammer pants. Pretty much. Um, and, and it was literally like, I, I remember like taking a shower that next day. Oh my right? god. Like that night, I was like, At I had that moment, balls. how big were they? Um, well, it, it was, it was, you know, no, oh, yeah. So, so it was already big. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was getting big, right? So it was happening really quickly. Yeah, well, pr- pretty much like literally, like I was standing, like after I took a shower, literally, it, it was like this. 
Like it my got sack. bigger through the shower. No, it didn't. Oh. I just noticed it you for the first water? time. Okay. No, but I noticed it for the first time because you know I feel pain and I, I know I was like, well, that's weird. You don't shave your balls? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what happens is a I wait. Question on Geek's I, game. Sure. Let's be, let's be fair. 140 episodes in, you know that is a fair question. On sure. Geek's and game. you know, and and sometimes you need to, you know, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta check. You should be shaving now. I, I don't check. I, I no. I'm. Oh, the, the thing, it's not there anymore. So you know. You don't know that. You still got a month left. Let's check right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, right now. Okay. Let's check right now. Uh, we, we can be Welcome sa- to Ball State. <laughs> we, we we gotta save your life, boy. <laughs> Hold on, we'll get that back on. Let me, let me do this for you. All right. So 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 Juan, uh, you went through like a whole. You, you moved from San Francisco back to LA. You moved in with your folks. You took care of this. You you went yes. and treated. Yes. Yes. And, and and the thing is that. Um, Did you keep it? I, I did. I asked for it, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't give it to me. Uh, the doctor said that um, people, when they when they do that, sometimes people fixate on it and they just look at it and you know they get depressed and stuff I like that. I keep it like a fish. What if it comes I, an eyeball? And was I, well, what I, what I wanted to do, I just wanted to keep maybe a slide, so it's oh. almost like this abstract. Oh. So I mean, the, I, I you know the doctor said he can't give it to me, but he did take pictures. So you only have one testicle now. I I have one testicle. Okay. See, you, you could have kept it in a jar like like uh, like like the city of Candor, or something. Yeah. In, 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 in every day you see it, instead of getting depressed, you'd be like, in your face, bitch. Yeah, that, that it, it, I it's won. A, it's a bunch fun. of small potential people. It, 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 it was, yeah, a bunch and of monkey And it's like it's like keeping it's like keeping your it's like keeping in captivity someone who tried to kill you. Yeah, well, you know, I, I I I did see it almost as a form of suicide. <laughs> Because it's like I didn't decide to commit suicide, but for whatever reason, my body did. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, so it's you know, there's there's a lot of that, and then of course, um, wow, that went through your was, mind, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, a lot does, huh? Yeah, a, a, a lot does because it, it literally it changed my life from standing on the corner to putting my foot down. So there's a moment in time that I can visualize where my life literally changed. Wow. From one moment to the next, my life was then completely different. Um, it, I already had a doctor's appointment scheduled ten days after. Okay. So I was I had blue balls for ten days, mm. and you know I, as I sat there because it was for something else that I that I had gone in. Mm-hmm. You know I had uh, I also have sleep apnea. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. This guy's a, and, and, <coughs> yeah. and, and he can't watch three D movies because he has oh. a lazy eye. Yeah, oh, and okay. I can't watch three D movies. Yeah, so I'm I'm you Wait, know. What's sleep apnea again? That's when you feel like you're breathing. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you can't yeah. breathe. Yeah, you, you can't you can't breathe at night. You're not breathing um, well. Yeah. So I was bas- I was I was having appointments for that, and then you know basically. Why did they take out part of your rib? Oh well, I, I can well, I can tell you. Animate a woman, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so so you know, uh, I guess if you want to make this a two-hour version of the show, sure. I can I can I can this talk about that. Fascinating. Um, so w- what happens You're is you're not even supposed to be here. Uh, this is fascinating. Not, yeah. Um, That's fine. Yeah. The show's been going on for thirty-eight minutes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so what happens is I, I go in, and the doctor then says, and and she's a pretty young doctor. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Um, and, and she says to me, nice. so how are you doing? And at that point, I have to figure out whether, okay, should I tell her? Maybe it'll go away. It's only been 10 days. You know, but then I'm like, no, you know what? I probably should. So, yeah. So I, I, I tell her, I was like, well, I do have this thing. And she's like, oh, what is it? And <laughs> yeah. I, and, then I say, and then I say, I basically feel as if I've had blue balls for, for like 10 days. To which then, then she replies, That's oh, what is blue balls? Oh, yeah. But, but but you showed her the the, the yeah, so nut. so basically I, I I explained to her what it and and it was difficult enough having to explain what blue balls are to a to your doctor. Yeah, you know, but an attractive. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's like, oh, okay. Well, let me take a look. And um, uh, guys, uh, keep this in mind. Whenever you drop your pants and a woman says, oh, may not be a good thing. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So she, she, she could immediately. She immediately saw that that there was something off. Yeah, because um, it was hanging like a foot further. Pretty much. And then the rib thing. Talk about the rib thing, because you're wearing like a super vest right now, like a yeah, like a, like a like yeah. He's got a vest on. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I've got I've got a vest on. And thing is that I, you know, I went through all of that, had my first surgery to remove the testicle. Uh, there was some complications from that. Mm. Had to be rushed into surgery again. Um, and then you know, I'm, and then I, I move back down. They 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 uh, do tests on the testicle. They they see okay, 
You won't defeat me. Apparently, this was a, a uh, it was a very uh, you know the, the bad kind, right? Um, and it was an advanced uh, because you know the, one of the things the doctor yeah, said the technologies and shit. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a brainiac in your nut, it, almost. Okay. Um, but one of the things the doctor said was that it, it's odd that I felt pain because you know pain isn't normally associated with cancer. <gasps> Um, so, but anyways, uh, they figure out, okay, it's bad. So at that point, they have to do what's called a retroperitoneal lymphatic dissection, which is basically what they did was they, I was eviscerated. My organs were removed and put wait, on a table. What? I was, wait, wait, they took out your fucking insides? Yes. I was literally, evis I was, I was cut from here down. They removed your insides, put them on a table. They removed my, uh, that's what it was described to me. They were, my organs were removed, put on a table. Uh, my lung was deflated. They went into the side and deflated my lung. With what? Uh, with a tube, I imagine. No, it was like a catheter and shit. Yeah. 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 So then what happened? So, so then the, the way that the doctor describes it is that he then went through and like berries plucked my lymph nodes. Oh my god. Yeah. So they, they removed 14 lymph nodes um, and they, they discovered that the cancer had spread. You know? And everything I had read was once the cancer gets into your lymphatic system, You're, it's a death yeah, sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, it had already spread into my lymphatic system. Um, and apparently what they do is they, you know, to make sure it's not in my bone marrow, they removed like mm. uh, 13 centimeters of, of rib. So, you know, so now I have a flea-floating rib that, you know, pushes up against my side. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I wear, no, no. I wear a vest to, to keep this. No, listen, Juan, so no Juan, scoot, scoot over to me. We're going to put the show back on track. Okay. Uh, let's all knock on wood. We, this, is in, this is intense. Uh, I think we've all heard something pretty intense about Juan. And as Geekscape is, what we do best as a community, the thing that has kept the show going for so long... Uh, and has kept us coming back for you is our sense of community. Now we all need to collectively give Juan a huge hug, not to the <laughs> point which his fake rib will pop out, but in a month from now, let's all band together and think positive thoughts that when Juan gets this this, this doctor's diagnosis back, it is positive. And it if is it, it, when it is positive, when it is positive, I'm going to use right. the secret on that shit. Positive in nature. When it is positive, we are going to come out. And we should do like a party or something yeah. for Juan, don't you think? Like, yeah. don't you think? Like, thanks for still being with us. Yeah. And and at that party, would you let Geekscapers poke your rib space? Sure, if if they wanted, I you, there is actually a gap, and you can actually put your finger. Oh Jesus, don't do that. <laughs> you know, um, if if someone you're like one of those gooey balls that the eye, eyebrows pop out. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So um, can we do? Let's do something. Let's at least get to do a get together or something. All right? Sure. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it should. Or you know, you never know. It could be bad, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh man." So guys, that is definitely an update we will give you guys as far as news goes. We are really cranking through the show because I think Juan is a pretty fascinating guy. I like talking to him quite a bit. Um, awesome. In quick news, Neil Marshall, who directed Doomsday. Uh, you guys know him from um, what was the what was the movie? The werewolf. The, what was the werewolf movie? And then uh, he did uh, Descent too. We've interviewed him. Dog before. soldiers. Dog soldiers. We interviewed him here on the uh, on the show at Comic Con a couple of years ago. He uh, is directing a movie Sam Raimi's producing called Burst. It's a 3D movie, uh, and it's about spontaneous combustion. Uh, so that's going on. Laura and I went to see this Toy Story one and two in 3D. Didn't need to be in 3D. It was a fun like double feature. But those movies weren't tailored to 3D. The coolest thing about going to see Toy Story on a big screen 1 and 2 is just seeing how far Pixar has come. Because that first mm. Toy Story, as great as it is, you can totally see the technology. It's really plain. Yeah. Like compared to, to any recent release, you see, I mean, it's almost just like yeah. primary colors. Just seeing yeah. it compared to Toy Story 2, you can see the advancements that they've made. Even the scene when they're right. outside and they're actually flying at the end. I thought, that, yeah. I thought the cars looked yeah. sick at the time. Yeah, take a look at it again. It, it, it's awesome to see. It's still a pretty awesome accomplishment as far as storytelling goes. Um, Gary Ross, you guys know him as the director of Seabiscuit, Pleasantville. Um, pretty talented guy. Listen to this. Uh, he signed on to write and direct the Venom movie. Really? Now, 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 how do you feel about this? I mean... Fuck. You know what? Well, it, uh, it depends on what they do with Venom. I think the Venom from Spider-Man Three blew. Right. There is no reason why a alien symbiote is going to give you spiky teeth. Okay. There, it, it's point. just it's it's fucking stupid. 
Um, you know, and and Venom is this big hulking mass right. of a person. So I Eddie mean, Brock should have been a bigger. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking what's his name? Topher Grace is Eddie Brock. Grace. No, no, I'm sorry. I could have worked. I just could've don't worked. think the thing. Well, yeah. well, well, I think I think that one that that. That decision came down to let's give somebody that's comparable to right. Peter, well, they basically wanted yeah. you know someone who they can spin off oh. the Venom movie too. So fine, right? There's, whatever. There's no there's no saying on whether or not he'll return. But Tover Grace isn't getting himself in a bit of action next to Adrian Brody. Both those actors have been signed on. Adam Brody. Adam Brody. I did that last night too. No, no. I think Adam Brody is the dude from the OC. I thought that was the guy that was in it. No, Adrian Brody from King Kong. And oh, that's pianist. just me. That's just me yeah. always getting those two. No, yeah, A- Adrian Brody is going to be in uh, with Topher Grace in Predators, the one that mm. Robert Rodriguez is directing. That Neil Marshall was up for, and instead they're going with the guy who directed Control. Uh, in this movie, Predators, they play dudes who I guess run afoul of some predators. Well, from from what I hear, it's um, you know th- there'll be a cameo from you know Schwarzenegger. They would and, like to, yeah. Um, you know, apparently it's going to be people um, are going to be taken off to the Predator homeworld. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like a cop, a yakuza, mob boss. You know, it's basically going to be you know supposedly like the best of the best. And this isn't and the Predator <laughs> Robert Rodriguez movie that we've been hearing about all these years. Remember right? that one that we talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. when I interviewed Robert Rodriguez in college? He gave us a pretty good. Step by step beat of what his Predator script was It has similar elements But his, back in the day, had Van Damme in it And that's Ooh. something I would love to see As wow. you can tell by the shrine I have So guys Dude, Predator Kumite would be awesome <laughs> And that's kind of what it was there was, like a, there was like an arena in it Where they fight different captives from around the galaxy Like giant oh, cockroaches and that's stuff That's awesome um, so guys, Quan is here from Comics on Comics, of course. We got to talk a little bit of comics briefly. The big one that came out while you were sleeping over the past two weeks was Haunt. Now, Haunt is one of the best-selling image comic books in the last five years. You know it because Todd McFarlane is involved, Robert Kirkman is involved, Ryan Otley, who does the Ooh. artwork for Invincible, and Greg Capullo, who did a lot of artwork for Spawn, does the layouts. Now... The story is everything's co-created by Robert Kirkman and Todd McFarlane, and Greg Capullo does the out, does the layouts. Ryan Otley's artwork is amazing. On top of it, um, the story is about two brothers. One's a priest, and one's like a mercenary, and uh, they run afoul of these bad guys who end up killing the mercenary brother. Right? He found something on one of his missions that he just couldn't do. You know, he he, he went against orders, right? And he killed the scientist, rescued these people he'd been experimenting on, freed them, and the bad guys make him pay. They think that he also has a bit of this scientist's formula. Okay? His brother is estranged. He's a priest. Um, he comes to him as a ghost and says, I need you to protect you know, my girlfriend, who you learn was also the, boyfriend, the brother's girlfriend at one point. That was their falling out. When the, when the brother priest guy, the priest guy goes to check on the girl... The bad guys kick in the door, and right as they're shooting him with a bullet, the two brothers merge, and this haunt character is created, stops the bullets, eviscerates the bad guys, protects the girl, and then they're standing there on the final page of this comic book, and now there's, it's haunt, and it's both, both brothers talking to each other in one body. And that's what this is Kirkman told us about that in that interview we did with him like two years ago. Yeah, it's a dude whose brother is possessing him, and it creates a superhero. That being said... Uh, Ryan, uh, Robert Kirkman and Ryan Otley I think are amazing talents I would love to see them just do this book Because Greg Capullo As great as, the, uh, as, as he is Doing a Todd McFarlane style uh, I, I think Ryan Otley's, uh, I think he's amazing by himself And there are moments Where I'm like Kirkman's writing is so good But the McFarlane stuff Is a little overboard You know like in Spawn Is it 290s? It's is a little it? t- yeah. There's that ninety. That's it. That is it. Is that what it is? There's that '90s element to it where you're because like, I, ah, I look at, I look ahead. at, I look at the cover, and and if anything, it's the exact same. Well, no, it, it just looks like a cross between Spawn and Spider-Man. It, well, it's that same pose. Yeah, it, we, we it, made exactly. fun of it on Heads Up this month. It looks like what the what the uh, Ven- it looks like the Venom movie poster. Yeah. So yeah. So the '90s bits that that are kind of like McFarlane and Capullo's thing, like. I really wish Kirkman and Otley had a little more room to run on this one. Well, you know, I mean, I, I loved where Wolfman started going, and Wolfman is kind of a horror book too. And this is kind of is, a horror this, book too. Is this supposed to be horror? 
It's got a lot of horror elements to it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of blood, yeah. right? But is it is it horror? You know, um, are you scared? We'll are you see where like, it goes. Is no, it suspenseful? No, get out of here with that. All right. Well, no, I mean, because it, it just it just looks like a cross between Spawn and Spider Man. Yeah. You know, and and this is the comic that you know. Um, but there's like spoos. Did you ever see a magazine in the Barnes and Nobles that had like this stuff all over it? <laughs> He's got like spoos coming out of his hands. That's yeah. Well. You know, we should create a comic book character called the Spoos, and that's what he does. Like, like, like while he's at like a Barnes and Nobles jerking off on a magazine, he gets hit by like a meteorite or something, or something. Crawl- no, no, radioactivity crawls out of the sewers and like gets him in the ass, and he becomes the Spoos, and he can literally like spoos out of like his hands and shit. And he can like ride it like the waves. And it's stuff. completely useless, but. Juan, that could have been what you turned into with your nut cancer. I, I could you, have. You're, you're, you could be the schmooze. I, I probably could. Through all the scientific experiments, all this shit. Yeah, and I guess I guess my, my, uh, my nemesis... What if you go in there in a month and they're like, you know what, there's only one way to save you. You must become the schmooze. And this ex-Nazi like Nazi scientist comes out and he's going to turn <laughs> oh. you into like the schmooze. That, that would would you good. undergo a superhero type experiment to save your life? You'd have to. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, for for me, the the choice between life and death, always choose life. Yes, you know, regardless, you regardless know, so of what your nut says, always it, choose it, life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know. So yeah, sometimes fuck life, but you know, honestly, most of the time, this guy over here, you know, you know, life is good. I can see why you like living life, and I can also see why Gilmore says fuck life. Yeah, you know. So you know, you are a jo- know, you're a jovial is, individual. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. What, 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 what do you call me, fat? Like he's just no, 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 no. See, 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 see. You're by... a jovial individual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, see, by day you can be like this jocular individual, you know, Juan, and uh, and then by day, by night, you are the schmooze. Yeah. Oh, uh, Orgasmo and I can team up. No. Oh. You know? oh. That, that's what we that, can do. I guess that guy who got castrated because of the. Uh... Yeah, that versus uh, versus castrated dudes. Yeah, uh, that is huge. So, guys, um, video games. We got to talk about video games. Uh, the, the big release is really next week. We've got Brutal Legend coming out. On top of that, there's that Wii version of Boyna's Blob. Uh, I'm excited for Brutal Legend. Already have it pre-ordered and all that. Boyna's Blob. I'll wait for reviews to come out on that one. It looks adorable, though. It looks like Gilmore's little game. What is it? Remember Boyna's Blob for the old NES? You may be a little bit too young, yeah. but remember that where you would throw jelly beans at your blob mm-hmm. and he would yeah. do different things like turn okay. into a ladder or a hole to get you around? They've redesigned it for the Wii and it looks adorable. The animations are fantastic. The, the level design as a platformer looks really cool and, um, and, and I, I, it just gives you a warm feeling watching this game. Brutal Legend, of course, you know, is the Tim Schafer game with Jack Black's voice and a whole lot of metal in it. We're looking forward to that. This week, though, is kind of a low week. Um, the games that I played, I actually got off of Xbox Live's DLC. <coughs> Lucas Arts, you guys know them because they put out Star Wars games, and I know them because they put out Monkey Island and all those amazing adventure games in the 90s, uh, put out their first original title in a long time. It's called Lucidity, and what it is, it's a little girl walking through sort of a, pl- a platform dreamscape uh, as her, she kind of dozes off as her grandma is telling her a story to put her to bed. And as she goes through this landscape, she has to collect fireflies. And it, it's a hazardous landscape with pitfalls and enemies. And what you have to do is you can't stop her. You're not in control of the little girl. You can only place things in her path. So you take shapes like bridges and steps and you place them in her path to get her through this environment. So it's kind of like Lost Vikings or Lemmings. Lemmings. One. I thought it was a lot like Lemmings, where they just they just walk of their own accord, uh-huh. and you really it's your job to safely deliver them to the goal at the end. Okay. And it is a bit of a collectathon when you get into it, and you you can go back through the levels and see how many more uh, of these um, fireflies you can collect. <clears throat> but the animation is really really cute and sincere, and the music's phenomenal. So if you guys like those sort of Puzzle slash platform games. Lucidity is pretty good. Um, the other game that was released that I got because I'm a big South Park fan is South Park released its uh, South Park Tower Defense game called Let's All Go Place Tower Defense. And what it is is you're the boys from South Park and there's sort of uh, weird things happening and invasions 
uh, where you know how a tower defense game works, where things yeah. are kind of pilfering from one side of the screen to another, and you have to halt their progress and destroy them by building different obstacles things. and towers that do various things. Yeah, so you're basically the the kids, and in each of the kids in 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 South Park have different <coughs> powers. Like Cartman's slow, but he's powerful. You know, you've, each of them have unique uh, abilities, and the game is funny. Uh, you can unlock little videos of South Park to watch. As far as DLC goes, it's right around the right price. It's, if you like tower defense games, it's not going to give you anything original, but it will give you that South Park spin that you might really find yourself enjoying. I've, pl- I've gone back to play the game several times. Uh, I'm working towards completing it. And uh, for those of you guys who are achievement hungry, this game gives you achievements really quickly. So if you're somebody who's like sees Jake108's achievement score and you're like, Fuck that guy. I want to try and catch him, which is impossible. Uh, the South Park Tower Defense game will give you a whole lot of achievements pretty quickly. So I've barely done anything, and I've gotten 120 out of the DLC 200. Um, so, guys, Geekscape, what have you been playing? What do you want to recommend, video I, games or comic books, real quick, well, to our audience? Uh, let's see, video games or comic books. Um, you know, I enjoy WoW. Uh, WoW is a lot of fun. Can we find uh, you on WoW? You can find me on WoW. Um, I'm a on the uh, what is it, Chromaga server. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and what is happening with this cataclysm? Cataclysm. Like, that, sounds, that sounds. 2012. Yeah. It's, is it a tie-in? Um, no, I don't think. Although well, that's interesting, isn't it? Huh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I do. But uh, these, these are the things I think about. Yeah. No, because I mean they haven't said when it's going to come out or anything, but uh, I mean. The world is ending. It's not that it's ending. It's, uh, you know, part of the game and the mythology, there is um, a dragon that lives, say, in the middle of the earth, and he's going to escape. And his escape is going to cause mass destruction. Uh, You know, imagine, you know, Godzilla rising from the ocean. Or or when Franklin Richards had to become a celestial... Um, or he became Galactus. He right? became Galactus. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Imagine something like that causing huge <laughs> devastation, and that's going to say change the landscape of the game. Um, but one of the things that they did um, with the last uh, expansion that came out, there, it, there are level, there are areas of the game that are, you know, uh, I forget what it's called, but you know, if you do certain quests and stuff, the the area is different. Oh wow! So if someone is at a different part of a quest area. Um, they're not. They may not see everything that you see, um, and they may be, you know, creatures attacking them and things like that. So, apparently, what they're going to do, you know, as you're leveling through, you know, going one through seventy, the the world will be the same. And then all of a sudden, you know, once you get to seventy one or whatever, you know, the world will then change. Or eighty one, the world will then change, and you know, the, everything will be different. Uh, you know, you'll be able to fly in the old areas Holy now. Shit. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you're the, looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, you're grinding your ass yeah. off, aren't you? Huh? Um, well, I, I already have a level 80 character, so you know. Oh, in your face. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, he's not like. So where do they find you? Where do the geeks cavers find you? Um, right, uh, Cro-Magnus server. Uh, my guild is called Outer Heaven. Um, my name is Baphomet. So I'm a Destro lock. Uh, so <laughs> feel, feel free, oh, that's feel free to right come by. Yeah, yeah, feel free to come by and say hi um, when I'm playing. Hi. So, guys, uh, you can find him on World of Warcraft, but of course, you guys can also find Juan at comicsoncomics.com. I got to tell you how much fun I had on that episode. Both the episode with Jonathan Kirkman and the episode you guys had at Long Beach Comic Con, it was really an honor to have uh, me as host. I really felt really good about it. I mean, I was like, wow, I'm really honored by this. I was humbled and honored, and it was really cool. Well, you know, it was, you know, you you did well when you were on there. Um, You knew your shit, and you you kept the show moving, you know, when you were on. So, well, I have you guys to thank for that. You guys are my geekscapists, my family. And I really enjoy doing this show for you guys all the time. Um, check out Comics on Comics, please. Uh, the episodes will be up shortly. Check out their back episodes. I think you guys will really enjoy the there, show. There are uh, 16 online right now uh, that you can download episode 0, half, then 1 through 16 or so. Um, we, Like I said, we just shot episode 23, um, and then we'll be having a season finale that we'll be announcing... Uh, probably in about a month or so, um, but it's going to be huge. <laughs> so if you like comic books, you'll really, really love the show. You do love comic books, and uh, if you guys enjoy Geekscape, uh, you guys can check us out on Facebook. Become a fan of uh, Geekscape. Uh, you guys can find Gilmore there and all that. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter. I'm just Jonathan London, your uh, friendly neighborhood Geekscape host. And um, 
What, what else? We got t-shirts for sale at geekscape.net. They are $10. They come with free pens. And you know what? I'm putting in little special added things to people from now and then. I'll put, give them like I'm just Pieces trying to. Your I'm just trying to get rid of stuff in my room, so I'm like, you know what? You get Hulk Pez dispensers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending Pure Evil Matt a, a New Kids on the Block comic book. <laughs> wow. So, so so just order a T-shirt. Who knows what'll show up? Uh, love you guys. We will see you guys next week here on Geekscape. We'll talk all about Brutal Legend and all that other stuff that's coming out. Okay. Thank you. Hey guys, what's up? I'm uh, putting out packages of t-shirts for the Geekscapist. This one's going to our buddy Pure Evil Matt on the forums. And uh, I know the shirts are $10 now, and you know you get a free pin with every order, but there's something else. Um, if you look around my room, uh, it's full of all sorts of, um, well, how good can I do this? Uh, there's all sorts of like toys and extra stuff that I just, I gotta get rid of some of this stuff. Uh, it's, it's starting to take over my life. Uh, so why not pass this burden on to you? Um, so I'm finding random stuff, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to put it in the Geekscape orders. So uh, Pure Evil Matt's getting this uh, New Kids on the Block comic book. It's bag and boarded, so don't worry about it. I take care of even the worst of comics. That, that, that's going into uh, your order, buddy. Um, so go to the Geekscape website. Go to the Geekscape store. Order your $10 comp, uh, t-shirts. We're almost out of them. And in each order, we're going to put a little extra something. You don't know what it is. It's like a grab bag. Uh, it's not so much an incentive as much as a threat. So uh, definitely put your orders in. Stay tuned for whatever the hell comes in the mail. That'll be exciting, won't it?